Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. We're back, and we're going to go to the phones, and we're talking a lot of fishing today. And let me tell you what. If there's a fish out there to be caught and a way to catch it, this man knows about it and how to do it. One of our favorite contributors, what's your name again? Oh, Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. (laughs) Morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, before we get to fishing, I want to talk another topic. I saw a post uh, from a mutual partner of ours about your new truck, A&A Toppers, is outfitting your truck. So what what are you having them put on it? I'll tell you, Terry, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, I got a brand-new uh, 2022 F350. It's at A&A now, so the truck's wrapped. Now it's getting accessorized. So uh, we're doing a big front-end bumper. Obviously, I do, you know, 50,000, 60,000 miles on the highway towing a boat. Uh, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, our Colorado Parks Wildlife are doing such an amazing job with our wildlife. There are critters all over the highway, so we're doing a, uh, a very large road armor front-end bumper uh, large bars up all the way over the hood, just protecting the front of the truck uh, with wildlife encounters. We're doing a 15,000-pound winch. We're doing airbags in the back for towing those heavy trailers. Uh, lots and lots of LED lights to illuminate the front of us, seat covers, uh, some tint, and kind of the list goes on. So, yeah, they're they're working their magic. Uh, to Again, uh, the, my truck is probably one of the biggest tools I have, uh, and they're making sure it's ready for uh, for the grind that we put it through. I'll tell you what, A&A has outfitted my trucks for 15, 20 years, and there's just nobody better in town. There's not, you know, and to talk about the plug of them, I think that even our listeners, everybody hears A&A Topper, and they think they are a topper company, and that is it. Um, I mean, everybody knows I don't run a topper on my trucks. I mean, if you have construction needs from ladder racks, tonneau covers, again, I mean, we're talking about suspension things, um, you know, airbags bumpers, lights, the list goes on, but they are far more than a topper company. I mean, that's a, a very small portion even of what they do. Uh, so any of your truck accessory needs or abilities to, to make your vehicle a tool, uh, I would definitely look into A&A. And I mean, everything from carrying the best products, but honestly, the install is why I go to them. I mean, they do such a good job of making it such a, a factory finish uh, look that, that they're great about that. Yeah, and you can just find them, folks. We're going to move on to fishing because they're a partner of the show. This wasn't meant to be a commercial, but they just <laughs> do so good. And you can find them at aatoppers.com. And by the way, I don't put a winch on mine because I'm able to stay on the road, but I thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Terry. I wish I didn't need a winch, but uh, you know me. Nothing stops us in any conditions. We uh, we had to tow uh, four days last week. We did not stop one guide trip through all of those blizzards. So uh, we're on the roads, whether we're getting ourselves out or somebody else. Uh, unfortunately, our winches get used more than I would like them to be. That's for sure. <laughs> all right, let's talk some fishing. Uh, you, notes say you want to talk some lake trout, but there's a lot going on. Let's start there, though. There is a lot going on, Terry. There's a lot of fishing take place, and honestly, Terry, you, uh, I feel like I, uh, 
and pushing the schedule I did when I was in my 20s. Uh, I did 11 guide trips in the last seven days. Uh, we are on everything. The walleyes are biting. The bass are biting. Uh, a little bit of everything. I've been finding myself personally <clears throat> kind of going back and forth between stillwater fly fishing uh, and doing a lot of lake travel. We're also doing a lot of pike and even a lot of tiger muskie. So everything's happening. Um, but kind of it's that time of year where, where lake trout are near and dear to my heart. And I want to kind of talk about all aspects of the lake trout. I know you guys talked to Dan Shannon, I'll call those aspects, but regardless, we're catching big fish. So I want to talk to people about how to catch those big fish. And then I think we kind of need to touch base on conservation. Uh, I've been seeing a lot, uh, a lot of big fish going home. Uh, and Terry, you know, you and I both preach it. We, we have no issues with, you know, the, the concepts of eating fish and things like that. But as you approach fish that are 30, 40, 50 years old, um, I do think we need to see some conservation and, and some tactics being used to, to make sure that the health of the fish stays good, whether it's an intentional kill or an accidental kill. Uh, yeah, so let's just talk lake trout. And with that, we kind of have everything going. You know, depending on which fishery you're at, we have fish in shallow water where you're catching them from shore in four, five, six feet of water. We're starting to see our deeper water patterns going where people are trolling downriggers. Uh, there's a tremendous jig bite going on. Um, so right now is that time of year where everything's happening. That's kind of why I wanted to wait to talk about lake trout till right now. Um, I like it when these fish are available across the board. So every angler, whether you're on shore, whether you're on a kayak, whether you're on a boat, whether you have capabilities of downriggers or electronics to jig, um, the lake trout are everywhere right now and everybody has an opportunity at some of these fish. And they're just like we mentioned, you talk about a 30, 40, 50 year old fish. This is one of those things that I think every angler needs to experience just because there's nothing like it uh, when you hook into one of these monsters and just when you land them you sit there and look and you know their fins are as big as your hand and their eyes and they're they're almost prehistoric looking they are so big and just robust um, and there's just nothing like it so uh, yeah lake trout is definitely one of those things that needs to be on the bucket list uh, and now is a great time to accomplish that well you can catch the fish of a lifetime without question I mean I have a picture that Eagle Claw used to show all over the country. It's sitting in our office here. That's Karen and I with two 20-plus pound lake trout that we caught. I had to net them at the same net, both in the net at the same time. I mean, and you talk about the opportunity to catch big fish. Let's go through a few of those presentations, Nate. Okay, I'm a shore angler. I don't have a boat. The water's still cold. The lake trout are close to shore. What's my best way to go about trying to catch them? The biggest way from the shore angler is reaction, and I cannot preach this enough. There is nothing that you can do as an angler to work your bait too aggressive or too fast that these Lakers can't catch it. So I think a lot of anglers, you know, they see these big fish and they work a nice, slow, clean presentation, and you get follows, you get interest but you don't catch the fish. Um, again, we're talking about these fish that are extremely old, 20, 30, 50 years old, whatever they are. Um, this fish has seen every jointed rapala. It's seen every flatfish. It's seen every swim bait. Um, I mean, they have just been around the block. So the, the true keys to tricking these fish, to catching these fish, is reaction. So, you know, my, my go-to shore tactics is either burning a bait suspended or high in the water column and or making extreme bottom contact. So when I'm casting from shore, I'm going to take a 
deep diving crankbait, whether that's a, a very deep diving stick bait or things like a flatfish or even a larger musky bait. But my goal is to dig it into bottom. As I'm reeling it in, I want it hitting bottom. I want it dragging on bottom. As those baits root around bottom as you retrieve them, uh, that makes noise. And those Lakers see that as like a, a crawdad rooting around or as a sucker digging in the bottom. And they just see that and their predatory instincts kick in they react and they take the bait. So my number one technique is making bottom contact. Cast that bait out, reel it in extremely fast, and hit that bottom. So many times as anglers, you know, we are so concerned about trying to avoid the bottom. In this case, I want to be hitting bottom. I want to get snagged. I want to create that contact, and that catches me fish. And then number two, when we're casting out, say, a swim bait. You know, everybody, you know, cast out their swim bait and they reel it in. And it's got that beautiful swimming action. But when it's slow, they follow it, they look at it, they don't eat it. I want to reel fast. I want to go up in the water column. I mean, sometimes I can let it break the surface, dive back down. A lot of these swim baits are even going to have a point where they get a blowout is what we call it. So when you're reeling so fast, the bait rolls on its side or, or misses a beat and kind of fouls up. I like that. Because, again, when these Lakers are feeding on rainbows in shallow water, those rainbows are running for their life. They're not swimming nice and clean. So I am burning these baits. Real funky action. It's not clean. It's sloppy. Um, and at the end of the day, we get so many opportunities, these big fish, for that reason. Um, again, when it comes to Lakers, reaction, reaction, reaction. High speed, hitting bottom. Just really sloppy looking presentations. Um, at the end of the day, even though it seems foreign to us as anglers, it catches more fish. So if you're from shore, you should be worn out at the end of the day. You're hitting bottom, you're burning bait, everything you're doing is reactionary, and that's what's going to catch you more fish at the end of the day. When I select my spot from shore, I'm looking for some sort of contour. I want an area that presents shallow water dropping to deep. So standing on a point or, or somewhere near an inlet or somewhere where there's a flat that drops off that you can stand on way to cast to, but your goal is a contour change from shore. And honestly, right now in most of our fisheries, you have just as good a chance at landing some giant fish from shore as you do from a boat. So take advantage of those opportunities, why they exist. And right now our runoff so late, uh, especially these spring storms, our water temperatures are staying cool and or even getting more cool, uh, extending that shallow water bite. So it's a, it's a great time to get out there and do that right now. Now, if I'm looking, to, you know, obviously we're telling people if you catch this bigger lake trout, anything in the mid-20s or bigger especially, be real careful and release it. What if I'm looking for some of those 18 to 20-inch eaters or I just want a little more action? Would you change the presentation at all? You know, honestly, Terry, I'm not seeing as many of those fish in that shallow water from shore because they're vulnerable up there. Those bigger lake trout are harassing them, eating them. Um, so on the littler side, you know, we really encourage, you know, the harvest of those lake trout in that 14 to 18 inch range. And those fish are going to be sitting in deeper water already. We're seeing a lot of those fish in about 50 to 70 feet of water. Uh, and we're jigging those fish. So we're getting a lot of those smaller lake trout, deeper water already on those, you know, jigging presentations that'll last all summer. 
uh, on the bigger side of those fish in that deep water, they're just on the shallow side. So our big fish in a vertical presence of jigging, those fish are in like 20 to 40 feet. And your your edible fish, those smaller fish, younger fish, they're in that like 50 to 70 range. Uh, but again, we have seen those younger lake trout for the most part already retract from shore just because those bigger fish are up there moving them around. Yeah, they become lunch themselves. Any particular Very presentation quickly. for the for the small ones that is seems to be working? Is it a a tube, a curly tail, a little bit of sucker meat? What are you using? Absolutely. We're seeing the curly tails work really well. So uh, I think everybody tends to go with the tube jig action, but honestly, we're doing better on our walleye presentation. So, you know, small two to three inch twister tail grubs, two to three inch little paddle tails, um, all of your typical walleye style grubs. Uh, and honestly, a lot of bright colors. We're using white. We're using orange. We're using chartreuse. We're using dull pinks. Um, tip that with a real small piece of sucker meat. I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of anglers do in the lake trout world is they overdo the sucker meat. All you need is a little scent. You want to maintain the visual uh, attraction, the visual appearance of that jig, of that curly tail. The the piece of sucker meat is not a look. It is simply a, a scent and taste. Uh, you know, attraction to those fish. So it's small. So when I'm putting a, a piece of sucker meat on a twister tail grub, I'm running like a three-eighth ounce head, you know, two and a half, three-inch grub. Um, so I'm putting on, you know, maybe a half-inch by inch piece of sucker meat at most. Um, so very small piece of meat to add a little scent, uh, but maintain the visual look of that curly tail grub, uh, and that's how you're going to catch those fish. And honestly, when I'm jigging those fish, especially those smaller fish, we're doing a, a lot of, you know, catering to the fish. So working the bait, you know, for three, four strokes, semi-aggressive, and then slowing it down uh, and allowing them to take the bait. And that's your, your true success with those. And then on the big fish side, we're running all big baits. Um, you know, through the ice, we really saw kind of a downsizing this year. I would say statewide, we saw our fish really eating some smaller stuff, five, six-inch tubes. Uh, but so far in open water, big has been better. Uh, so we're running, you know, seven, eight-inch tubes, even up to 10-inch tubes, running a lot of 10-inch finesse minnows. Uh, so real big baits but still very low in the water column. When they are in that deeper water, we're jigging them, but we're only lifting that tube two inches off bottom. And I tell people this, especially our guests that we're guiding, I'm like, two inches, and they do a stroke, and you know they're eight, nine inches. And I'm like, hey, two inches is literally leaving the tail of the tube on the ground and only lifting the head. So think about that. When I'm jigging these Lakers, I am only lifting the head of the tube, setting the tube back down fairly quickly. I'm machine gun in that bottom, but it is just the head of the bait, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And again, that's a curiosity thing that in turn creates a reaction bite. People don't think about that, but these big giant Lakers, you know, they're 40 inches long. They have a hard time dropping right down on that bait. You know, their big front pectoral fins are hitting bottom. So those Lakers sit above it and that tube is just rutting around in the bottom, creating dust. They can't quite figure it out. So they want to hunt it down and eat it. Um, so that concept with those jigs, less is more. Keep those baits low pound that bottom but very very small movements two inches at most uh you'll create that success in those big fish all right a couple minutes left let's switch gears and let's go over what else is going on a lot of people want to get out they have extra time off it's going to be crowded but we're going to have we're getting to a time where this should be settling into patterns that you can fish for the next few weeks tell me about it 
Absolutely, Carrie. So our water is coming up at Spinney, which is great news. The boat docks are easier to use. They were able to put the boat docks in the water more, um, and those fish are stabilizing. Honestly, Carrie, the last couple of weeks at Spinney, we, we've been catching fish, but it's been fairly up and down as far as day-to-day results. You know, some days you catch a handful, some days you, you catch a lot. And the last couple of days of that water coming up, those fish have grouped up. So you still have to move around and make sure you're on fish. But once you're on, you can have a, a very good day. I, yesterday, I had a great day on the fly rod. A couple of days prior to that, I had another pretty epic day on the fly rod. Um, so we're seeing a lot of action at Spinney. So more so, if you've been to Spinney and you've had a couple of those slower days, um, now that the water's coming up just a little bit, it definitely has stabilized things, and we're definitely seeing that fishing uh, kind of taking off. So excited to see Spinney back on a, a more consistent bite than we had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that bite is going very well. Antero is on fire. Uh, the pike bite is going very strong in those post-spawn fish. And then, honestly, Terry, I'd, I'd say one of the key things uh, is Chatfield Cherry Creek for walleye. We always talk about this. Cherry Creek, whether you believe it or not, is consistent every year. Cherry Creek is probably the most consistent walleye fishery in the state. I mean, once those fish come out of post-spawn, come out of the basin in late April, early May, they just feed all the way up until when the shad really spawn and hatch. Uh, but regardless, they always fish. Chatfield kind of goes up and down. Some years we have really solid Mays and Junes. Some years the bait fish is, is really strong. The water's a little high, and, and it gets a little tougher. So far, they are both awesome. We're having 80 to 90 fish days at both fisheries. So paddle tail jigs are working phenomenal. Um, your live bait rigs, whether that's a revolve hook on like a live bait rig, small lindy rigs, you know, crawlers, leeches, um, the live bait bite on structure is on fire. The jig bite on structure is on fire. Um, and Chatfield's just fishing well. We had our catch rate event last Wednesday. We had a record attendance of anglers but by far had the most fish we've ever weighed in. Uh, we had 21 anglers weigh fish at catch rate out of, out of like 52 on the walleye side. Uh, most of those weighed in limits of walleye. So the, the keeper ratio is high. The catch rate is high. Uh, so Chatfield's fishing good. So if you want to stay local, Chatfield and Cherry Creek are both fishing extremely well right now as we speak. We are out of time, my friend. How do people find you? You know, go to our website, tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Tightline Outdoors. I know we're starting to get a lot of calls from people looking for Father's Day's presents, Father's Day trips. Get a hold of us as soon as you can. Uh, we can help you direct, try to get those booked. Uh, but, yeah, we would love to get you on the water. And I tell you, we have got a lot of bites going on. So definitely get a hold of us. We'll get you out. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. All right, Nate Zielinski, always a great source of information. If you're not excited to get out there now, you're not going to be. Speaking of excited, we're excited to be joined by a new partner on the show. We're going to introduce them in the seg- next segment, and uh, they've been down doing some fishing. They're going to give us a great fishing report at the same time. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. And we want to introduce a new partner to the show. First, I want to say good morning to Sean Early. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And, of course, you're with uh, Elkwoods Insurance, which is our new insurance partner on the show. We're going to tell them a little bit about Elkwood. But then you have some great outdoor fishing reports for us, too, I want to get to. You were just down in the southeast, and you tore them up. But let's talk real quick about Elkwood, and we'll get back to it later. You're a you're a broker company, so you have access to a lot of different companies. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's correct. I have 14 um, A-rated insurance carriers that I write insurance through. Uh, Nationwide, Travelers, Safeco. Uh, I also have the General and Bristol West for those non-standard autos. Um, and we just added on Allstate recently. And you can um, you can do home, auto, all your toys, your boats, your RVs, your ATVs, all those, and even umbrella uh, policies for um, liability. Let's we're going to get back to why I chose you guys as a partner and why we're so excited to have you on a little bit. But I'm excited because you were down in the John Martin area of fishing. Now tell me about it. You went down there last weekend, and the crappies were starting to bite. Yeah, they were on fire. Uh, we had. Uh we limited out three of the five people and decided to stop at that point because we had a lot of fish, and they were anywhere in you know the 11 to 13-inch range. Any particular tactics or locations? If people are headed down, you can give them a few pointers. Yeah, we had a lot of success from shore fishing, actually. Um, we were casting right off the rocks into those coves and just using like small grubs with like an underspin jig head or even like a mimic minnow about three inches. And just getting it, counting them down and reeling them in, is that how you were doing it? Yeah, they were, the bait didn't have much time in the water. They were hitting pretty fast. Now, how about, do you catch other species like white bass? Yeah, we caught a few white bass. Uh, probably the most prominent species we caught is we went to the spillway down there, and I was throwing just some dynamic lures, HD trouts, and was catching walleyes out of the spillway. It's just, it's just a great fishery down there. Um, did you guys camp while you were down there? Is that what you did? Yeah, we were camping at, uh, at the Hasty Campground. It's a wonderful facility. And so did you fish any of the other lakes, or do you go down there pretty often? Uh, we try to make a couple trips down there a year, and we did not move any other lakes. We just stayed at John Martin. Well, the fishing's that good. Why move, right? How about yeah, exactly. Any, any, any sawguy or drum or anything like that? Yeah, I got a drum uh, just jigging off the kayak off the bottom, and then uh, the saw guy were just, they were hitting from shore as well. I'll, I'll tell you what, catching a drum on a kayak will get your attention, won't it? Yeah, it was fun. They, they pull like a truck. Um, when you, How were the water levels down at John Martin? They, they seemed pretty low. Uh, a lot of things that we were fishing last time were exposed. Now, you went down with kayaks. If somebody was going down with a boat, the launches are still open, I believe. Uh, just one. And I, we had the biologist on from John Martin a few weeks ago, and I put that report on all those lakes down there in my uh, on my Facebook page, folks. If you want to go back and look at that, I reposted it a couple of weeks ago, the link to that uh, segment. And not only is John Martin fishing good down there, but Nanoshi, Nagrande, and the uh, there's some other lakes down there where the crappie bite is phenomenal. Wipers and white bass are doing well down there. Um, it's just a great place. It's just an underfished area. You really get away from the crowds down there, don't you? Yeah, it was. Uh, there were still a lot of people out there because that kayak tournament was going on. Um, however, the lake is big enough that there was plenty of room for everybody. Have you ever fished any of the other lakes like Nanoshi or Nagrande down there? I have not, but it is in the discussions with uh, with my fishing group that we, we do want to go try those out. Well, one of those, and I'm going to struggle, it's in that report. I just told people to go to Facebook and look at One of them, you can launch a boat, but you have to be careful. The other one, you can't. 
And the one you can't has phenomenal fishing. It has limited shore access, so a kayak out there, the saw guys and wipers would be just incredible. So that might be a trip. We'll have to take our kayaks and go down together. Heck, yeah, let's go. All right, well, you're, I want to tell more about you than we want to talk a little bit more about your company. Uh, we're so proud to have you guys as a partner. You're an avid outdoorsman. Not only do you love fishing, you ice fish, you fish out of your kayak. You, um, you also love hunting and camping. Is that right? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I just ran home from uh, the lake. I'm camping right now. Uh, ran home for this call, and I'm going back out to the lake and going to do some more kayak fishing. That sounds fantastic. And you hunt. So we're going to be getting hunting tips and updates and fishing tips and updates from you, including ice fishing all all season long. So that'll be great. But the important thing for people to realize is that Elkwood's Insurance, um, you know, I've gotten to know you. We met you at some sports shows. We've talked over a length of time. And you guys, first of all, you you represent companies that I use. <clears throat> you you do your work with honesty and integrity and you really treat your customers like family and look out for them. But another reason to have you on a partner here is you understand the outdoorsman. Outdoorsman's time is so limited. Um, they want to be out in the water. They can give their needs to you, whether it's their home, auto, a liability, or their RV or their boat or making sure they have the right coverage just adjusted. And you'll look it over and shop it for them. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So with access to as many great carriers as I have, I can do the shopping for you. I'm like a one-stop shop. You just give me your information. I'll make sure that all of your uh, insurance products are at the right coverage levels at the right price. And then at your renewal, I'll do that again. I'll make sure that you're always in that best rate at the best coverage. Well, and, you know, we, we understand that recently people went through some fires and found out they didn't have the right home coverage because they had never upgraded their limits or, you know, they, they, it hadn't been adjusted properly. I think the same thing happens with our toys, too. You go to replace a boat right now, and if you don't have the right coverage, you could be out of luck, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so unfortunate about those people that lost their homes up here in Louisville. Um, there was a high number of them that were underinsured because they hadn't shopped. Um, and that's why we try to shop annually, just to make sure that your replacement cost is in the right um, range. And then you're also, get, you know, having all the right coverages included with that to include loss of use. Um, so if your house does burn down, uh, you will have um, an apartment paid for by the insurance company. Well, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about, like, if you're somebody like me who has thousands and thousands of dollars of fishing gear in your home, you may want to have some extra coverage. If you've got specialty gear, we're going to talk about all those needs. But, Sean, we want to welcome you on board, uh, especially as an outdoorsman who's going to give us reports and then as our, our uh, partner in the insurance industry. Uh, thanks for joining, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Yes, thank you very much, Terry, and I look forward to listening to the rest of the show. Well, how do people get a hold of you first if they need oh. to talk to you? Yep, you can uh, get all my contact information at www.elkwoodsinsurance.com. Elkwoodsinsurance.com. Sean, welcome aboard, and we look forward to having you on a regular basis. Thank you, Terry. You guys have a good day. You bet. Sean Early, I tell you, that John Martin fishing bite is fantastic right now, that part of the state. And I don't know how much longer there's going to be water down there. So I would get down there in the next few weeks and just have a ball. You're going to catch crappie, white bass, sawgai. It's just, and there's largemouth bass. It's just great fishing. And, you know, if you have insurance needs, give, uh, 
Elkwoods of Chance. That's elkwoodsinsurance.com. We checked them out. We're very proud of them. I'm glad to have us as a partner. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we'll change things up, and JR will join us from Colorado Clays, and we'll talk some shotgunning right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Jack's has locations up and down the front range, including Cheyenne. If you're into outdoors or you love grilling, which I know the guy we're going to bring up next loves to eat. I don't know if he loves to cook. Uh, check out Jack's. Good morning, JR. Terry, good morning. Hey, Terry, I know Elkwoods is a great insurance company. Uh, I think I need to buy some insurance for those fish I lost because you didn't net them for me. Oh, you know, you are so... Uh, you know, there's a point, my friend. <laughs> no, we had a good time, didn't we? No, oh, it was fantastic, Terry, yep. And we'll get on the water again soon. Hey, I have a serious question I want to talk a point I want to make. I know we want to talk about your events and your leagues and your tournament coming up, but before we get there, I'm looking out the office window. It's warm and it's nice out, but we've got that overcast gray, almost the same gray throughout the sky, not intermittent clouds and sun and i know we joke a lot about my shooting abilities which by the way are better than you think but one of the points i wanted to make on a day like today when you've got this solid gray sky what a day to go out and practice clay shooting because you can really pick up and follow those clays so much easier great point terry so a consistent background makes everything consistent as far as visibility and it's a perfect day to go out and shoot and let me tell you terry on that note you know as we all know colorado plays is colorado's premier public shooting facility on a year-round basis but colorado plays is particularly special this time of year for a variety of reasons and weather is one of them terry so you know we're in our event season you can still come and enjoy all the things we offer all year long but now you can take your recreational firearms activities to another level um you know by entering or signing up for for example fundraiser shoots uh corporate shoots fun shoots sponsored by a variety of groups leagues for trap and sporting clays kids programs 4-h high school boy scouts college instructional clinics, rifle and pistol and shotgun, concealed carry classes, outdoor group meetings and parties for any occasion, and much more. And Terry, like you said, this time of year we have those that beautiful weather, those uh, great skies, and i got to say our property is very scenic this time of year. Uh, our 110-acre shooting park sits on the beautiful Box Elder Creek bottom, so your activities and views include, you know, that mature Cottonwood Creek bottom, uh, you know, a stream that runs through our sporting clays course, grain fields in all directions. Um, it's just a very, uh, very scenic outdoor experience at Colorado Clays this time of year, and it doesn't get any better than what it is right now. Let's talk a little bit more about the events. You kind of touched on it. Now, you, you're you so well-known. In fact, that's how I met Colorado Clays. I was out there with um, another group that was, I believe, a, for a 4-H uh, fundraiser, but you do a ton of fundraisers for groups, and you do other events where you can sign up and have your private event out there, which is just for your people. But a lot of the events you do out there, like these fundraisers for 4-H or a fundraiser for whoever, um, those are open, as you mentioned briefly before, to the public. So 
if you maybe don't normally shoot competitively, but you're having some fun shooting clays, whether it's whatever type of shooting they're doing in the event, a lot of times you can just take that next step without putting a lot of pressure on yourself and just have a really good time by signing up for one of those events and shooting in the event. And a lot of times there's prizes, there's, you get to meet people, camaraderie, right? Absolutely, Terry. And, you know, the thing about the Colorado Plays is um, you're going to come out here, you're going to have a great time, and we focus on supplying everybody the experience they want. But this time of year, with those events, and whether it is a fundraiser for a cause or uh, particularly you know, something to do with the kids, what have you, we specialize in and make sure that those people who come here all year for their normal recreational activities have access to these other events. And as you said, Terry, it takes your experience to another level because not only are you going to come out and do what you love doing, but you will be supporting a cause. And those causes are endless, whether it's kids stuff, whether it's uh, fundraisers for Alzheimer's, whether it's military uh, fundraisers, whatever the case may be, you can choose those, put together a team or as an individual, individual get in on those events and normally they include a breakfast and or a lunch a full round of sporting clays or whatever the event does and you have the competitive aspect but it's still on a fun basis and normally there's enough door prizes that no matter what happens what category you're shooting in you have the opportunity to not only enjoy what you're doing support a cause win some stuff but it just takes the experience to the next level by the way, speaking of fundraisers, how are you coming with putting together the San Terry Wickstrom Fishing and Belize Fund? Well, Terry, I mean, fundraising is generally for a good cause, but um, I think we may have something there. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me out of the country. But <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, all kidding aside, uh, before we, I want to move on to one of your favorite events, but before we do, I, I want to mention the fact that your leagues are going on. I think spring leagues now and summer leagues. Kind of describe those to people. All right. So anybody who loves shooting trap or loves shooting sporting clays, the Colorado Clays uh, Trap and Sporting Clays leagues are probably the most fun you can have on a Wednesday night. And every Wednesday night, starting at 1.30 in the afternoon for Sporting Clays League and starting at 4.30 for Trap League, you can come out, you can get in with a team of five people or as an individual Come take your skills up a level because it is somewhat competitive. But the best part about the Colorado Clays Trap and Sporting Clays Leagues is that anybody can win because everything is programmed to make sure that you're shooting against folks in your skill level. But best of all, Terry, is after the league, we're on the Colorado Clays property in this beautiful creek bottom. Uh, we pull out the grills. We have a good time. You get to meet new people who also love the sport that you do, and there's no better place to get into a competitive league for a fun night than Colorado Clays. All right. Now I want to turn to what's one of your annual favorite events. You work hard on this all year, and that's your Cast and Clays event, which comes next weekend. Tell me about that. All right. Colorado Clays, Cast and Clays, Sunday, June 5th. And the basic format, Terry, is going to be show up at Bar Lake, register at 6, begin fishing at 7, and fish till 11 a.m. Uh, everybody coming off the lake will get a credit of one point per inch of game fish they bring in as a team. 
Uh, we'll head to Colorado Quays, have a beautiful um, hamburger, half-pound hamburger lunch sponsored by Ramos Law, by the way. Uh, then we'll go out on the Colorado Quays Sporting Quays course, shoot 100 targets, which is 50 per person on your team. You'll get one point per inch on your targets. Um, and then we'll go into our tent and have a great time giving away prizes, uh, cash money from Transwest, Buick, GMC, Bass Pros, Cabela's will be sponsoring uh, categories such as co-eds, parent, child, family, and kids teams. We'll have door prizes. We'll have drawings. Tightline Outdoors is always in the middle of this. And, of course, you know, we couldn't do it all with Colorado Parks, without Colorado Parks and Wildlife and Michelle and her staff at Bar Lake. So one of the most fun days you're going to have on the water uh, and on the shooting course is the Colorado Clays Cast and Clays event. So how much does it cost for me to enter a team? So a team of two people is only $100, which is $50 per person, which basically, Terry, just covers your lunch and your targets. Um, the reason this event is so special is because we have such great sponsors who have been behind it for so many years, and they sponsor, again, money, prizes, lunches, and the place to have the event take place, which is Bar Lake and Colorado Place. So um, only $50 per person, uh, slam dunk. We want everybody to sign up, and I have about six spots left. Well, and another thing, too, like, a lot of times I've always thought, okay, you, you're going to sign up as a team and you may have a shooter, but he doesn't have a fishing license. Now he could buy it one day or maybe he'd get a year or maybe he doesn't want to bother. He doesn't think about it. June 5th is part of free fishing weekend. So if you have a partner that maybe is an excellent shooter but doesn't fish that much that you want out in the boat with you, they don't have to buy a fishing license next Sunday because it's free fishing weekend so they can fish without a license. So everybody doesn't have to have a license. No, Terry, that's actually a really good point. And I will say I do have participants in casting plays every year that buy a fishing license just to do the event. And they love this tournament, not just for the combination format, but for the fact that it gets them out fishing for possibly the only time they do it that year. Now, I'm going to appeal to anybody who may not have a fishing license or want to buy one to do an event Um Yes, show up at Bar Lake, uh, bring your two-person team. You do not need a fishing license that weekend to do the event. Uh, and if you don't have a gun even, uh, maybe you have a shot but don't have one or don't want to mess around bringing it, just rent a gun from Colorado Clays. You can do this event without a fishing license and even without your own firearm and still enjoy all of the fun that it brings every year. All right, how do I sign up and how much time is left to sign up? Okay, well, Terry, give us a call at Colorado Place, 303-659-7117. We can sign you up over the phone by credit card, or if there's spots left, you can come to Bar Lake that morning at 6 a.m. with cash and allowing that we have spots left, which I'm sure we will. Um, We can sign you up the day of if you make a last-minute decision. So certainly do either one of those to sign up for our tournament. And, of course, there's always more information about this event and your entire facility on coloradoclays.com, right? Absolutely, Terry. Go to the website, check us out, take the virtual tour, see what we're about, and uh, certainly look at the list of events that are available and all the fun things we have going this time of year. And if you would get a proper hook set on those fish, you wouldn't lose them before they got in the net. It's the net, man. Say what you want. All right. Talk to you in a couple weeks.
All right, Terry, thanks. You bet. J.R. Pierce, great guy, great people out of Colorado Clays. We just love them. They've been a partner of ours for a long time. We really love them. We're going to take a quick time out, and we come back. We'll wrap things up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. From our heated moments, there grew a tender love. For all that she has given me, thank the stars above. To Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1043 The Fan Heated Moments is another song from Wickstrom and Dobrith's EP streaming everywhere. Just Google Wickstrom and Dobrith, it'll come up. <clears throat> um, I want to wrap up a few things. First of all, Memorial Weekend, everybody get out, be safe, enjoy the outdoors. Kind of the unofficial start to summer, whether it's going to the lake, camping, grilling, meeting with friends. Do it safely and really have a good time. Remember, with all the things we've been through and go on and the world and our country, that the outdoors is therapeutic. It'll, ca- it'll create bonds. It'll create friendships. It'll create memories that you can latch to ever. And it can bring a calmness to your life. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That, that, you know, it's just you can kind of escape from some of the things. And remember what Memorial Day is about. You've heard it mentioned on the show over and over that Memorial Day is to honor those who gave their lives so that we can enjoy this day or our lives the way they are. The fact that they went and laid down their life to keep this country free and to keep our, our everything intact so we could live the way we do here. We know we don't all agree with everything we do in the way we live, but um, it's still the greatest country in the world and it's no better place to live. The abs, congratulations to the avalanche got past this, uh, this second round jinx that's been killing them for a few years and they're moving on. I'm hopeful that they're going to make it to the Stanley cup finals. Uh, this should lift the weight off their, uh, weight off their backs that they can go out and play a little looser without feeling that pressure and just have a good time. Next week is free fishing weekend. Uh, right now fishing is on fire. It's going to be for about the next three, four weeks. There's, there's always something going. There's always a good bite. We just got to find it, and that's what we do on this show. Try to look around, get our resources, and bring you what's happening. But there's something going on in almost every aspect of fishing right now, and it will be for quite a while in the next few weeks. Now, things could change this summer. We're not, I don't have a crystal ball, and I can't tell you whether we're going to get more snow or rain or what the runoff's going to be. But the farmers are going to be pulling a lot of water here very shortly if they're not already. And a lot of lakes either won't get any more. Like, we're not sure if Boyd will even get more water. Or they're going to be drawn down very quickly because of needs by both farmers, municipalities, and industry. And so the time to go take advantage and try some of these places is right now. And the fish are still shallow, so you can do it from shore or a boat, but especially if you're a boater, you want to get out there now and get those boats on the water. There's a hot, hot bike going on. The fishing is fantastic and the boat ramps are open. So make sure you uh, take advantage of that. And if you have a friend that hasn't fished or wants to get back into it, remember you can take them out next weekend. You've got some extra gear. They won't need a license and you can introduce them to fishing. And, you know, sometimes we'll get people say, well, I don't want more people fishing. Well, if we don't have more people fishing and buying licenses, we won't be able to maintain the fisheries we have. The North American model of outdoor sports is that the license buyers, the fishermen and the hunters, put the money in, most of the money that goes for habitat development, conservation, 
and limits and managing our fisheries and our wildlife. So remember, without them, that there isn't going to be a lot of money to uh, keep these activities going. And I'm also on one of the boards that gives out a lot of money, like for the fishing grants off the excise tax. If people aren't buying gear, there isn't money to build new facilities, to, to upgrade facilities, to make them better fishing. So, yeah, sometimes it means there's going to be an extra person at your fishing hole. But remember, that fishing hole is there because those people are fishing, and that's why we all get to take advantage of it. I want to thank Karen. She puts this schedule together. It keeps me in line, not just on the show, but in my life. She should, she's standing over me now ready to tell me everything I did wrong. Thanks to Ty, who's going to be with us for another week or so, and then we're going to be changing board ops back at the station. But Ty always does a great job. We want to thank you for listening. Join us every Saturday from 9 to 11 from Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We post a lot of what goes on in the show on the Facebook page and follow our music entity, Wickstrom and Dobridge. You can follow it on social media or where you stream your favorite music. Uh, we have a new release coming out this summer. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour in sports on 104.3 The Fan.